Welcome to the Chad Marketing Podcast, your number one place to learn actionable strategies and tips that help you have more profitable conversations with your customers. This podcast is here to help you grow your business by better understanding your customers, speak to them on another level, and grasp the opportunities that lie in the chat marketing industry. And now, let's get chatting with your host, live from Melbourne, Australia, successful chat marketer and entrepreneur, Dan Pinney. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Chat Marketing Podcast. I'm very excited to bring some of the world's best chat marketers to you so you can get an insight into what makes them tick and the bots that they build. My name is Dan and I'll be your host for the Chat Marketing Podcast and I feel very honoured to have the opportunity come directly to you each and every week and I can't wait for you to hear from some of the guests that I'm going to bring your way. Speaking of which, we've got a lineup of some of the best marketers around the world to help you in your chat marketing efforts. I'm talking Mackenzie Lieberman, who we've got on today's show, Kelly Noble Mirabella, Jason Swink, Natasha Takahashi. We'll also hear directly from ManyChat themselves, plus many more. So if you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe button to the podcast in your favorite app. And if you're enjoying it, it would mean the world to me if you could give us a review. You can find out more information about the podcast and all the show notes at marketingpodcast.chat. That's marketingpodcast.chat, which has plenty of information, including all the episodes, the background on this podcast, and how you can get in touch with us, including if you'd like to be a guest or suggest someone else to be a guest on the show. Of course, we're across all your socials as well. Head to Facebook and search for Chat Marketing Podcast, then send us a message. We'd love to let you know when episodes drop each week and give you the inside word on all things chat marketing. You can also head to Instagram, where at Chat Marketing Podcast, and feel free to slide into our DMs to let us know that you're tuning in. Okay, that's enough about me and the podcast. It won't be this long each week, just quietly. So let's get into today's chat. Today's guest is Mackenzie Lieberman from Orca Marketology, which we chat about that name, by the way. Now, I first came across Mackenzie when I seemed to always have questions about chatbots. And no matter how many times I asked, she would be the person that would be more than willing to help. She's not only very smart, in fact, she's a scientist, but she's also built her own chatbot marketing business and course where she helps fellow bot builders work through the complexity of chatbots. In this episode, we touch on where she recommends getting started with chatbots, how she fell into this industry, which is one of the best stories ever, and how to grow a business you love and are passionate about. This was a great chat and a very worthy first guest. So let's get into our interview with Mackenzie Lieberman of Orca Marketology. Hello, folks, and welcome to the very first episode of the Chat Marketing Podcast. We are super excited. When we get guests for our very first episode, we go straight to the top. We go to the queen of chatbots. I, of course, talk about Mackenzie Lieberman. Mackenzie, welcome to the Chat Marketing Podcast. Oh, thank you. I am so honored to be part of your very first episode. That is so awesome. Very first inaugural episode of this podcast. We're super excited to have you. We'll get into your background and, of course, what you do and into chatbots themselves. But first of all, I have to uh, thank you for running your very successful Facebook group, which now has over 10,000 people in it, the marketing with messenger bots. But I always know that when I have a question that I can't Google, that I tear my hair out, that I can jump in there and you will jump in and give me an answer. <laughs> it's it's an invaluable resource. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that was my whole reason for starting that group is just to provide help for people, you know, wherever they're at in their chatbot um, journey and, you know, trying to give answers. And I also learn from it too. So it's like a win-win situation for me. Yeah, and you seem to be like, do you sleep? Because I swear sometimes <laughs> that I, I post questions in there and then within the hour, I've got an answer from you. Right, yeah. Um, people, I've had that question um, asked of me 
multiple times is if I if I sleep at all. But yes, I do about six to seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's a really successful group. Like I said, over 10,000 people now, which isn't a small effort, might I say. And I know that you get a lot of questions, you get a lot of engagement. So it's really successful and credit to what you do. But let's take a little bit of a step back. And because I know that your background probably isn't in inverted commas the usual marketer's journey to becoming to someone that builds and manages and talks about chatbots. Tell us a little bit about your background and where you come from. Yeah, so my background is uh, totally not marketing. That's uh, probably the furthest thing from marketing. Uh, <laughs> so my background is I actually um, have my degree in biology, a bachelor's degree in biology. And uh, what I was doing before I got into this crazy marketing world is I was a clinically certified cytogeneticist for over a decade. And what I did in that position was I would look in a microscope at people's chromosomes and analyze them for abnormalities, uh, you know, for different things. And so, yeah, I did that for about a decade and it was really interesting, especially at first, but then I started to get a little run down with it with the fact that um, I was working weekends. Uh, so opposite of my husband. So then we never had a day off. And then also uh, because mom had to work, uh, family didn't get to go and do a lot of fun stuff on the weekends. So um, it started kind of wearing on me. And plus the fact that the uh, lab didn't have any windows. So I had no idea if it was raining or sunny or anything. And I just kind of hated that. So um, that's when I, uh, it was about four years ago that I started looking into what I could do to get me out of the lab. And with the fact that I was the breadwinner between my husband and I, I mean, you know, having a degree in working, analyzing chromosomes, it, it paid pretty well. Um, so I couldn't just up and quit my job. So I had to find something that I could replace my, um, income with. And gradually, I know some people, they, you know, burn all their boats and just jump ship and just put all their effort into, um, you know, their next endeavor, but I couldn't do that. So I had to work my chatbot agency alongside my job and my kids and family. Um, so if people think I'm busy now, I was way busier back then. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's what I started to do is, is I, I started looking for something I could do online and came across initially just um, running Facebook ads for businesses. So that's my first go into the industry. And I did that for um, about six months before I found uh, about chatbots. I really kind of was like, I need to find out or learn more about these things. So that's when I started to learn about them. And then the rest is pretty much history. I just really was drawn to them and understood them really easily. And I don't know if it's because of my analytical mind and just the way um, it just clicked. But um, I ended up getting one of my first chatbot clients uh, was a local restaurant and I ran a giveaway um, running Facebook ads to a giveaway of gift cards and it blew up. It was, a, I had amazing success and then I got written up in the many chat blog and that's really was my stepping stone uh, to getting to where I am now with chatbots and getting the notoriety, I guess, is um, having that success and then just building on top of that. And why, why chatbots out of all, you know, the marketing routes you can go down and services you can offer, why chat, why do chatbots do you think s stood out for you? And can you remember that time that that first time that you came across chatbots or you were looking at chatbots and you were like, this is what I want to focus on? Yeah. So interesting that you say that. So my very first client, um, 
paying client was a junk hauler, um, garbage removal, you know, from people's okay. houses. And yeah. we ran an offer um, that was going from Facebook ads to a landing page um, where they would opt in for, I think it was like $37 for a hallway of one large item. Well, I was fielding a ton of questions about that inside of Messenger from people who were interested, but they had a lot of questions. Or they started asking questions like, how can I book an appointment? Um, or can you come out and, and do a consult? Things like that. And I you know, would have to answer manually. And so then when I found out about chatbots and the automation of it, and that you can automate even the um, the offer into Messenger, and not only that, but provide information via menu, uh, via keywords, I was sold. I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to save me so much time. Plus it's meeting people where they are already just because there was a lot of people who were already messaging the page that, you know, they're there messaging um, rather than calling. So I knew that I was sitting on a gold mine in terms of not only getting ROI for my clients, but also for my time and being able to save a lot of time mm-hmm. too. And from from there, obviously, now you've uh, you've created a successful um, Facebook chatbot agency, and you t- as well as teach other agencies um, to do as well. Tell us a little bit about the the services that you now offer, where you're now currently at, and I guess how you've got to this point as well. Yeah, so I guess continuing on from my uh, the end of my story previously, I guess I didn't mention, but yes, I quit that job. Yes. <laughs> um, it was actually um, 12 months to the month that I started looking and getting involved with digital marketing. I uh, surpassed $10,000 a month. And it was at that point, that was my benchmark. I'm like, I have to hit that and hit it consistently for me to be able to quit my job. So that's what I did. I hit that consistently. And then uh, there was a, a time where I needed a day off from my job because um, my daughter's birthday party, I needed to switch it. And um, I got threatened with being written up. And I was like, nope, I- I'm not dealing with this anymore. You guys need me more than I need you. So I you know, went to the local grocery store and I got a sorry for your loss card. And I wrote my two week notice on that card. Um, and um, it, it was amazing. It was so awesome. And I just went and then turned it in with my badge. And I said, well, enjoy. Um, I'm never coming back. Um, so I, that's how I quit. And since then, it's really taken off. But um, yeah, so pretty much I'm still doing chatbot agency work. I still have clients. Um, and I think um, with the fact that I have a course and, I, and a coaching program where I teach people uh, from varying degrees of wherever they're at, building a chatbot agency and building successful chatbots, um, I feel that you know, with me still being in the game and and doing it day in and day out really helps to keep me you know in the game and relevant with my knowledge um, and being able to provide people uh, that are, join my my programs the information firsthand knowledge that I've had to you know be able to speak from that um, experience and now obviously you've got you deal with clients directly and you mentioned that you're in there on the tools day in day out as well as obviously your group and seeing what people are asking and are struggling with what are you what are you because you're at the forefront of where people are looking to get into chat marketing or they're not sure if it's right for them or potentially they are and they've maybe got caught that little bug of like all right <laughs> I've I've got the I've got the little hit now what what are the possibilities of it what are some of the most challenging aspects that you think people have in getting into chat marketing yeah so just businesses in general or someone wanting to start learning chatbots to build an agency um, I think 
there are a couple things. One um, is trying to understand the policies and uh, regulations of Facebook, especially because um, they change every now and then. And mm. so you have to be on top of that um, and have to jump through the hoops, the proper hoops. Um, so of course, in my group, I try to, you know, lay out with videos and, and um, other posts that I put out to try and help people understand uh, and be able to navigate through uh, Facebook's policies, uh, messenger policies as much as possible, as well as giving strategies to make the best use of messenger, but also using omni-channel in terms of, you know, SMS and email, all with the goal of getting them back into messenger um, for the funnel. So that's one of the main uh, challenges I see is people saying, hey, I'm trying to send a message and it's not sending. Um, and, you know, they just don't know about the, um, the Facebook rules. Either they do know about them, but they're implementing their messaging the um, incorrect way, or they just are totally oblivious to it. Uh, so that's one thing. Um, the second thing is people see chatbots and obviously they are super amazing, but they think that they have to be super advanced and they have to do this crazy API stuff or um, have all these flows that when you're trying to open it, um, open up a huge flow that it bogs down your computer because it's so, um, so many different uh, message blocks and things. But really, um, especially when people are first starting out, start simple and make it really easy. So then that way you can just keep um, building on top of that, on top of the messaging, but also your knowledge too. Uh, so I can see how sometimes people get easily overwhelmed by all the possibilities. So if you just start off with something that's simple and um, having the end goal in mind of, of achieving that goal, then that's where you need to start. And then just start building on top of that as you go along and as you learn about new features, new strategies, things like that. And you mentioned about starting somewhere simple. What do you think is like the low-hanging fruit for businesses out there that they can begin their chat marketing journey with? Yeah, so usually starting off with just a simple welcome message. For people who go to the Facebook page and click send message, they will get the welcome message if they have not been um, subscribed to your chatbot before. So just providing that information, like I was saying earlier with my uh, story of having to reply to people asking kind of the same question over and over again, having that welcome message that just kind of helps to triage people that will save you time. That in itself is a win for sure. And then going to lead generation, you know, of course, every business needs to get customers and bots are a great way to do that. So utilizing uh, your chatbot to get leads uh, by asking for email um, and or phone number. And then with the end call to action, whether that's uh, booking an appointment, giving them um, a coupon, um, having them uh, call your business, whatever that end goal is of that initial call to action, uh, you can easily set that up within uh, within Messenger and with your chatbot and ManyChat to be able to get them through to that with only a few steps. And you can, like I said, make it super simple. You know, and then you can make it more advanced as you go along. You can add conditions, you can add more tags, you can add reminder messages things like that, that will make it more um, engaging to the user and also get better results. But you can definitely start with the bare minimum and then just go from there. Just going back to one of the other things you mentioned about the policies and navigating them and how to have that omni-channel approach, that definitely tends to be one of the most common questions that I see in your group and other messenger um, groups as well. And I guess this is a million dollar question, but how how do you think people are going to navigate that in the future and what lies ahead uh, as a potential for businesses in the chat marketing industry to be able to navigate those policies, 
potentially what they would be and then also how they can take that omnichannel approach within their overall chat marketing strategy. Yeah, so it's interesting because Facebook is kind of learning as they're going as well. Their big thing is they do not want Messenger to be like email and they want they want to try and keep it uh, its own entity where people don't feel like they're constantly getting spammed by businesses. And of course, a few marketers slash business owners ruined it for the rest of us and made Facebook <laughs> we have, a good have habit to of doing that, don't we? Right. I know. So, but messenger is still a very valuable place to at least start the conversation um, and also get them back into that conversation. But with the way that Facebook is going with their rules, um, you know, with the most recent changes that they've done, it seems like knock on wood that they're going to be sitting on these changes and keeping them as they are for now, because they are pretty broad and they cover a lot of a lot of things. So I think the biggest thing, though, is of potential changes might be different use tags uh, or message tags, because mm -hmm. uh, currently there's three, the confirmed event update, the uh, post purchase update, and the account update. And you can check all those out on the uh, Messenger or Facebook developer uh, website that they give examples, which are very kind of vague for the most part, being able to utilize them. Um, and then, you know, of course, the frustration of you think you're using them correctly, and then you get a little red bar at the top of your main chat account saying, oh, Facebook has uh, temporarily suspended your ability to send messages mm -hmm. because you weren't using the tags properly. So that is frustrating, but there are other things like uh, Facebook's one-time notification, which I think was a great thing that they came out with to allow users to say, yes, I want this page to send me a message about this topic in the future, that that is black and white. So there's no Facebook interpretation going on there, like with the tags. So I think the one-time notification is a great feature. And I hope Facebook will continue to maybe expand that a little bit mm -hmm. or make it a little bit more useful where people still don't, um, you know, spam people with it. But of course, utilizing SMS, utilizing email, um, iMessage um, is going to be coming out with buttons and, and same with uh, Android messaging, the RCS, uh, that there's going to be actual chat bots inside of SMS. Um, that's going to be a huge game changer as wow. well. So um, I think, and then of course, Instagram DM, which is, of course is owned by Facebook, but still mm -hmm. having another platform, uh, same with WhatsApp, which is another Facebook platform. <laughs> um, and there's talk about even, you know, going into Telegram and things like that. Um, so chat marketing with all this is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. It's just going to expand. And Messenger will definitely be a big portion of that. But there are definitely ways to utilize uh, conversational marketing with different channels and using it as the omni approach where then you have the full gambit of different channels to be able to reach these people based on, you know, where they want to be reached. So that's even um, a greater thing with your subscribers of being able to reach them where they want to be reached. Hey, it's Dan, and I just quickly wanted to make sure that you don't miss out on attending ManyChat's official conference, Conversations 2020. This conference is a completely virtual event held on November 6 to 8, and it features presentations from the world's leading entrepreneurs and chat marketing specialists, including some of the guests you'll hear on this podcast, but also some others like Damon John of Shark Tank fame, Neil Patel, Molly Pittman, Ryan Dice, Jasmine Starr, and the CEO of ManyChat, 
Mike Yan himself. Now, I've got the inside word on this conference that there will be five times the amount of attendees in past years. Thank you, COVID. But the technology that sits behind it will still ensure that you get some of the best parts of attending a conference in person. And as a listener of the Chat Marketing Podcast, I've got you covered. With 10% off your ticket, just head to conversationsconference.com and enter the code CHATPOD. That's conversationsconference.com and enter the code C-H-A-T-P-O-D. Don't miss out on this awesome opportunity to be part of one of the best communities on the planet. I'll be there, so come say hi. All right, let's get back to our interview. Are you seeing now that chatbots are also becoming a um, even more of a revenue-generating um, channel as well? Like, it, it, they sort of started, you know, back in the day um, of, uh, like you said, dealing with that low-hanging fruit and dealing with, you know, the common questions you were getting. But now people are sort of seeing the ability to be, hey, these can actually generate some serious amounts of income and revenue for our business. Yes, um, just the automation alone um, is saves time and money, but also helps to uh, siphon your subscribers through uh, your specific messaging that you want them to go through to get to that call to action. So um, like, for example, e-commerce stores, um, being able to give single use coupon codes where you're not manually have to send that, where the chatbot will send them the single use coupon code and you can set up follow-up. So you don't even have to think about following up. You just set that up. So then it will send at a certain time and based off of what actions they took inside of the chatbot to again, make the messaging relevant. So let's say they got the coupon code, but they didn't click to the website. Well, then of course your messaging follow-up for that would be, hey, you know, you got the code. Are you still interested in getting this product at a discount? Versus if they got the code and then clicked to the website, then you can uh, follow up with them. And this is mainly for websites that you can't add the main chat pixel on, um, like Amazon, for example, where you can just follow up and say, hey, were you able to uh, place your order? So, and then like I was mentioning with the main chat pixel, again, another kind of advanced thing is that you can mm. actually um, utilize the pixel, which will then go back into messenger where it can then trigger off a separate message saying, Hey, thanks for your purchase. So again, it's all relevant there. Um, and then that can save time and money uh, for the, the uh, business. But not only that, there's also the ability to accept payments within messenger. And that's still a fairly new thing. There's people, some people are still a little iffy about that, about you know putting their, their credit card number inside of Messenger. But as the days and months and years go on, it becomes more and more mainstream. Um, just last Black Friday, I had a brand new client that was a waxing studio that never had a, an email list. She hadn't emailed in years, probably like six or seven years and had no chatbot because I was the one that was starting it. And we didn't run any Facebook ads and we just ran uh, an offer to that email list, uh, Black Friday offer, and we made over $5,000 for her um, her waxing studio wow. just inside of Messenger. So people were actually purchasing and making those purchases coming from email into Messenger. So it definitely can um, increase revenue either directly inside of Messenger or indirectly by helping as a tool to drive traffic to either your online store or your in-person store. I think a lot of people will start to pay even more attention once they start to realize tactics like that, that they can take payments within Messenger, that there is a many chat pixel that, you know, is similar to the Facebook pixel and works in the same sort of principles and being able to generate that revenue. That's, I think, where the next stage of 
chat marketing is? Do you agree that that's where people are sort of heading down or are starting to um, to be able to, I guess, put a more of a an ROI on their investment into this space? Yeah, um, and of course, getting a direct ROI is number one for sure, but you cannot discount the indirect ROI and thinking how this is building a brand, how this is saving you money or saving you time, how this is and money and how it is providing customer service. Things that, you know, like a website chat widget that you answer a question through your website chat widget for a potential customer that they had a question. And then that answer that you provided was enough for them to then go and make that purchase or take that next step. So there are some indirect ROIs that are not really measurable, um, but you can definitely tell are a huge benefit um, to the business. And it's almost uh, like it's more of an investment into improving your your uh, business brand and just customer service in general. Yeah, true. You mentioned the the website live chat um, widget, and uh, I was just watching a video before actually around the new feature that Facebook have introduced, which has been a, an interesting tactic. I know it's been something that a lot of chat marketers have asked for for a long time, but that is the ability for non-logged in Facebook users or guest users to be able to chat with, um, I guess, with the page and with the customer service team within the website. How do you see that as, or why do you think Facebook took that angle and took that approach? And because now it will rival other live chat um, programs, you know, like your intercoms and your Zendesk and stuff like that, to be able to link both the guest chat, but also with the Facebook system as well. And is that something that you think Facebook and um, and people will start to to use more and utilize more in their business? Yeah, and actually, I think that's you hit the nail on the head. The reason why they did it. Um, look at everything else they're taking over: Instagram, WhatsApp, right? Yeah. So they they want market share. So they understand that you know not everybody, surprisingly, I guess, has a Facebook page. So having that option of a non-Facebook user to be able to use Messenger temporarily for 24 hours um, to be able to chat with a business is a huge benefit for uh, the business and also helps Facebook too because maybe they decide, oh, this is Messenger. Oh, I like this. This is kind of cool. Mm. I'm going to sign for an account or I'm going to get a Facebook account, right? (laughs) So it's all about them trying to get more eyes on their platform in the newsfeed to have more ad revenue, right? So it all comes down to money, but it also does help uh, businesses as well. Um, is it perfect, the guest chat? No, not so, not whatsoever. Not yet. Um, <laughs> no, um, and actually I've been um, trying to get Manning Chat. I've put in, I put in a request a few months ago about having them create their own standalone. So kind of like Drift and stuff where it's not reliant on Facebook. Um, so this is, I guess, a first step Um, And there are ways to make the guest chat more like some of those um, non-Facebook chat platforms out there, website chat platforms where you ask for email and stuff. So you can do a lot inside of ManyChat that you wouldn't be able to do just having the Facebook chat widget on your website without a bot connected. So uh, there are ways to improve it, but, you know, I guess ManyChat needs to take this as the foundation and then just imp- improve upon it and make it a little bit more user-friendly for the business owner or the chatbot runner um, to be able to uh, connect with these new customers or new potential customers and be able to follow up with them later on. I mentioned the video um, that you did before and you mentioned that you do a lot of video and a lot of training and help a lot of people out. Um, you also have your own program that you help um, other chatbot agencies out there as well as small businesses 
Integrate Chat Marketing. Tell us a little bit about um, your programs and how you help people um, explore that space. Yeah. So I, I, besides being able to help businesses with um, their own marketing, you know, for my agency services, the other thing that I truly love is helping other people get to where they want to go with their agency or with just chatbots, just because I know that um, my path has been very atypical in terms of, you know, being a scientist and then becoming a marketer. So I think a lot of people are attracted to that idea that, hey, if someone who is a scientist looking in a microscope day in and day out can create a six figure agency, why can't I, which I 100% agree with. Um, And so I love the fact that people from so many different backgrounds and um, abilities are able to either start their chatbot agency um, through my programs, or maybe they already have an agency. I have agency owners currently that don't have chatbots as a service and they realize I need to jump on this bandwagon. So they want to add chatbots to their service offering. So that's also a, a type of person that uh, is in my course. The other that I love also are actual just straight business owners. I don't know if you've seen the video um, of a guy who has a cheesesteak cart. Um, so he has a cart that he wants to run chatbots for he's running chatbots for his his own business and he got my course um to learn about chatbots and and how to utilize them better and seeing what he has done i mean he went from just having a little old uh what used to be a hot dog cart and uh converted it into you know what his cheesesteak cart is um in just a matter of months um with utilizing what he's learned in my course he was able to build chatbots that specifically he's mainly using SMS and he is making now it's like 10 or $20,000 a week. (laughs) And I'm just blown away. And you know, when the pandemic hit as he was one of the first people I thought of like, Oh man, you know, cause restaurants being hit hard and stuff. I'm like, Mm. Oh man, he's going to be, you know, going to have to tone down his, his goals a little bit, but he is going so strong. Like he bought a brand new cart and uh, a new car, although it was a Mustang, I'm a Chevy fan. So I was like, congrats, <laughs> but I'm not, <laughs> I would have gotten a Camaro. Um, but being able to celebrate these wins of, of people who, you know, something like that, you know, oh, you got a brand new, uh, you know, 2020 Mustang, congrats, you know, being able to celebrate that. But then also people who were able to schedule their first appointment with a potential client, or they were able to um, build a client acquisition flow or modify it and being able to share that um, as a win. I love celebrating those wins, both big and small, because even though they seem small for some people, they are huge because those are the building blocks and steps forward to get um, to where they want to be, right? It's, the, it's taking those steps forward and um, learning from what you've done to improve upon it. And uh, so, yeah, so there are a wide spectrum of different people who are in my course. And I love the fact that um, so many different types of people and, and, and types of agencies too. Um, people focusing on specific industries, other people being wide open. Uh, you know, it's, it's great to be able to have that diversity in there and be able to celebrate that. I think when you mentioned things like, you know, celebrating the wins and just helping businesses is testament to your success and and why people that do take your training have that success as well have you like looked back and reflected on you know your journey a little bit as far as your or where would you be without if if facebook chatbots and messenger chatbots and chat marketing wasn't a thing how much of of a role they've played in your life and i guess in the in the rise of an introduction of chatbots has played in 
um, where you're at at the moment? Oh, I've of course, you know, have pinch me moments all the time. Um, and of course I've told, uh, Mikkel Yang, the CEO of, of Manta on multiple occasions saying, Hey, thanks so much because of you, I am able to do what I've been able to do. Um, but yeah, just in general, um, it's, it's pretty amazing to look back and to see, um, you know, it's taken, you know, it's been about four years since I started. And to think that, you know, I spent five years going to school to get my degree, uh, actually two degrees, one, which was a teaching degree that I guess I'm using it now with my kids during pandemic time, but, um, you know, took that amount of time to then, you know, have, you know, thousands of dollars in debt of student loans to be, you know, making a decent salary. But, um, what I've learned in a year with, um, and a year and a half or, with my chatbot agency has taken me far beyond what I could even imagine with working in the lab. Um, but I think more than just the tools and the fact of the internet being there is the fact of my tenacity and I, uh, my focus on my goal and not giving up. Mm. Um, and I think that plays a huge part in it because that first client that I was telling you about the junk caller, he was, probably the client from hell and he was the worst client ever. Um, he was weird, not weird. He was, um, uh, <laughs> well, he kind of, he was texting me when he shouldn't have been and saying thing. And I'm just like, you know, we've it was all had the, those clients. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy, crazy client. And if I was not motivated and he was my only client at the time too. So I was taking a ton of my time and I didn't want to necessarily let him go. Cause I'm like, this is my first client. I don't want to get rid of this client. Cause if I do, I'm going to start with, zero again and go back to nothing. And um, I ended up, you know, kind of firing him and saying, you know, I'm, I'm done. Um, I could have been like, you know what, this is too hard. This is not for me. Um, I'm not getting success like I thought I would like other people were, I'm just gonna go back to my job in the lab and just focus on that and, and try to change my hours at some point and try and get a better schedule. But I was focused and I had goals that I wanted to reach and that really drove me. Um, so I know there are people out there who um, are just starting their chatbot agency um, or just starting anything, right? I mean, even can apply for like uh, working out and stuff when you're just starting to exercise. It's tough. It's like you're pushing a boulder up the hill. Same thing when you're first starting your agency. It's like trying to get clients and you don't have a you don't have results. You don't have clients yet. So how can you use that as a, you know, you have nothing to show to sh a potential client to get a client, right? So it's like that known situation and vicious cycle. So um, when you're first starting out, that is when it is totally the most difficult. But as long as you keep the eye on the prize and utilize these amazing tools that are at your fingertips, which the other thing constantly reminding myself, I am all the time and also other people is you got to remember that all the small businesses that are out there, I mean, you know, hundreds of thousands of small businesses, 99% uh, of them have no idea about what a chatbot is, mm. and they don't even know how to utilize them. So we're in this chatbot bubble where we're like, oh, yeah, you know, just send a message. So knowing that, that you're in this bubble, that to get out of that bubble, you can easily impress a potential customer, a potential client uh, by showing them what a chatbot can do. Um, but yeah, so keeping that focus and utilizing the amazing tools that are finger fingertips, but never giving up, I think is probably the best thing that has kept me going all this time. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's really inspiring. And it probably leads or, or nearly answers my next question, which I always like to ask people, um, about, you know, where they've got to where they are now and how much of that success comes down to 
hard work and how much comes down to just pure luck and being in the right place at the right time do you think that it's it's you know you've spoken a lot about that tenacity and never giving up do you think that's been the critical part to the your success yeah i think that's a lot of it and also not focusing on what other people are doing or focusing on yeah. their results because it you know can be disheartening sometimes if you see a bunch of other people and you're focusing on what they're doing um, and they're getting success and you're like oh why not me where instead you should be focusing on thinking okay they're showing what's possible and and knowing like okay if, if they're doing this then I can do it I just need to focus and and figure out you know maybe you're not the greatest at sales or maybe you're kind of an introvert or um, just figure out what you're your um, area of your chatbot agency that you need the most help with uh, to improve upon and really focus on improving that, whether that's, um, you know, listening to audiobooks um, or reading books that help in those areas. Um, and then also just practice. And the other thing is not getting down on yourself or taking no's personally that just think, okay, this one didn't work out or man, I totally bombed that. I need to learn from what I did and improve upon it next time. So being able to also understand that there will be down uh, parts of, of your, your journey. Uh, there have been a number of them for me where I was just like, oh my gosh, is this even, <laughs> should I even continue forward like this? I'm, uh, you know, like, it's fine. I don't get the yeah, exactly. Um, like not being able to, um, you know, get results for a client, you know, that is, it's super frustrating. And it also is super terrifying for a lot of people and limits them from taking that first step. But if you are able to put your best effort into your work, and don't over promise and under deliver, <laughs> do the opposite, <laughs> um, then you can really start to build your confidence and and get rid of imposter syndrome. If you suffer from that, that was my big thing. You know, in the science world, you weren't successful unless you had letters after your name, PhD, MD, um, all those letters. Whereas I'm like, how am I successful? Because I don't have letters. I just started learning about how to do this. And now I guess I'm an expert. Like how, when did that happen? Um, but yeah, so really focusing on um, knowing that, you know, it's a journey and there's, it's not a straight line. There are going to be paths off every now and then. Uh, but just knowing that every day that you're taking one step uh, closer to getting whatever goal it is that you want to achieve. Amazing. Mackenzie, this has been a really great interview and, a, and a, an amazing way to uh, start this podcast. You've knocked it out of the park. Is there anything <laughs> that uh, that I haven't asked you yet that you think would be valuable to people out there? No, I think we pretty much covered most of it. I mean, just um, I the other thing I guess is you know, if you, this is something that, you know, you're, you're currently working on, you know, with your own agency, or that you're thinking about starting, just make sure that you keep your finger on the pulse of the industry, and that you keep up to date on things, um, and learn, and just have a learning attitude, because that will help to improve so many areas, not only of strategies for yourself, for uh, marketing for yourself, and or your clients, but um, just for being in the industry to know what to expect so that way you're not blindsided by any changes and then you're just like oh and then you have to react so you don't want to be reactive you want to be proactive so just uh, make sure that you're uh, keeping tabs on things you know uh, in groups um, just in the industry in general and uh, it'll just help you stay or get to that success that you're wanting to achieve 
Speaking of that proactive learning, where can people find out more information about chatbots and find uh, your resources out there as well? Um, well, definitely my group that we've talked about. Uh, I would think that would be number one. Which is marketing um, and, with messenger. Yep, marketing with messenger bots. Um, and also my chatbot itself, uh, if you want to you know, get in contact or if you don't remember um, the group or if there's some reason you can't find the group, which... Uh, that happens, I guess. Uh, you can uh, message my chatbot, which is Orca Marketology, which <laughs> I guess if you have a hard time spelling marketing with messenger bots, Orca <laughs> Marketology might be a, another uh, challenge. But us, um, before you go, tell us a little bit about the uh, the the name Orca. Where does where obviously killer whales? Where does that come from? What's the background behind behind that? Yeah. I've always wondered that. So. I've always wanted to study orcas um, in the wild. Like that was my dream dream job was I was going to go and um, be a marine mammalogist um, going off the coast of Washington and Canada, um, studying the Southern resident orca whale pods. Like that was my dream. Awesome. Um, and I almost did that. Um, I was actually gonna go to graduate school in University of British Columbia where two of the uh, best researchers um, currently are faculty um, and right when I was about to apply for that is when the economy, um, went down the drain in 2008. And so, um, trying to apply for that, which was a paid position or a, a you know, paid going to school, they were paying you to go to school. Of course, people were losing their jobs. They're like, I'm going to go back to school and I'm going to get paid. So, um, I did not make it. I did not get accepted. And so yeah. I was like, oh, I guess I'll just stay as a cytogeneticist. So, uh, but yeah, so I've always loved whales. Um, and so when I had to come up with an idea of a name for my business, it was an easy choice. Um, and then the marketology part came out because um, when I was first starting, I'm like, oh, I'll be Orca Marketing. And then I looked up that URL and it was like $2,000. I'm like, nope, not doing that. <laughs> Let me change that around. And so I started, you know, getting creative. I'm like, Marketology. I'm like, well, it's ology is the science and the study of. I'm like, well, that's me. I'm a scientist and uh, I'm learning marketing. And so that's how I put that together. <laughs> <laughs> so is the next goal uh, a chatbot for orcas? Is that, is that how can, <laughs> is that, you know, how to study orcas or how orcas, maybe you could come up with a, a research kind of chatbot about orcas. I think that might be the next step for you. Yeah, I could do like a quiz or just the fun fact of the day sort of yeah. thing. And, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, like the um, Center for Whale Research. I mean, there's some uh, uh, places out there that I could say, hey, let me do this chatbot for you. That's just like a, a quick way that people can learn facts and then they can also donate. There you go. Well, maybe that's the next step for you. All right. Yeah. Well, sorry, I distracted you from that URL you were giving us for your chatbot. So Orca Marketology, um, uh, what's the URL? Sorry. Um, so it's www.orcamarketology.com or if you go to my Facebook page, Orca Marketology, then you can just hit send message and it'll go right into my bot. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for being um, our very first guest on the Chat Marketing Podcast. Um, I really appreciate all the resources you've obviously given myself, but also on behalf of everyone and the 10,000 odd people in your Facebook group, thank you for providing the resources and I guess the the avenue for us to get into this industry because I think without leaders like yourself, it's it's hard to know where to start and we can be, it is quite overwhelming. And, you know, I'm really proud to be able to obviously launch this podcast, but have someone 
like you in the first episode has been amazing. So thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, inviting me. I really appreciate it. Pleasure. Thanks so much. All right, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Mackenzie. Thank you so much for being an awesome first guest. We've got some amazing interviews lined up already and our first three episodes have dropped. So if you haven't already, make sure you head over there and listen to those now. And don't forget to register for ManyChat's official conference, Conversations 2020. It's coming up on November 6th to 8th. The completely virtual event is going to be amazing. And I've got your 10% off your ticket if you haven't got one yet. So head over to conversationsconference.com and enter the code CHATPOD. That's C-H-A-T-P-O-D. All right, don't forget to review and subscribe to the podcast because we have some awesome guests coming up and I can't wait for you to hear from them. Until then, have a great day and I'll be chatting with you soon.